<laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we actually have something a little different for you guys this week. <laughs> um, I say that, like, I guess, I don't know. Are we doing this as a separate episode? We still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. This Probably. may be a bonus episode or a separate episode. Honestly, I think it could be its entire own episode. Yeah. Because I have some other stuff. But it's it's like an update episode. Yes. Uh, I did go through and try to find updates, not just on the Willard Library that will updates that we'll cover, but also any other unsolved cases. I did not look into any of the other closed cases, though. So I don't know if there's any like movement on any of our other closed cases. So I'm not 100% positive, but I look like occasionally like. Not at every single episode, because now there's a lot of episodes out there. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, I'll pick, like, four or five random ones. And I haven't found anything recently. I know that we had chatted, um, and there's one episode in particular that is going to have some updates coming soon. So we'll probably could do another bonus at that point. But. Yeah. I do have one case update for, like, an un- an open case. But we'll get to, we can get to that later. Okay. I dove into that (laughs) and I was almost like really excited because there were new articles like recent articles on the Chandra Levy case so I was really excited but it doesn't look like there is anything new going on it's just you know still some attention getting to the case so that kind of sucked I was really excited that's the worst when you see something and you're like oh this is from last week and then it's like uh it's already what I knew though yeah, that's kind of like what it was. Well, there, there is some new. We'll get to that too. I'll bring it up. <laughs> I figure we'll probably want to talk about the big one first, which is our uh, Willard Library update, right? Yeah, yeah, we can do so, that. So I, I think I mentioned this on a recent episode, but we were reached out to via email by a library assistant at Willard Library who gave our episode a listen. Uh, And I do want to shout out Stacy for not only giving us a listen, but giving us feedback. I think Cindy and I are really big on (laughs) asking for feedback and we don't get a ton of it. And oftentimes in older cases or ghost stories like the Willard Library episode, misinformation can definitely get out there so we want to kind of share some updates to information we received from Stacy, who corrected some things that we had shared and I'll, I'll let you kind of dive in Sid, since I know Willard Library was primarily your case even though we both researched <laughs> we, we both researched everything but <laughs> literally <laughs> um so the Willard Library was episode 45 So if you haven't listened to it yet, this is your chance to kind of pause and go check the website for the link. And then you can come back to this afterwards. Absolutely. Um, But a little refresher on the library. This isn't going to be as in detail. And then we'll kind of go into some of the stuff that Stacy told us. Um, The library itself was built by one of the city's most influential pioneers, which was Willard Carpenter. 
And the library is actually the oldest public library in the state of Indiana. So in episode 45, there was, a, you know, more detail, a bit of backstory on the library. But the main focus of the story um, and what we had chatted about was the ghosts and the paranormal activities that were really taking place in the library. This is the library that had the ghost cams, the ghost cams that I still watch like once a week. Okay. And we still make references to because Sid still watches them. <laughs> still watch the ghost cams. Like it's on like the favorites on my iPhone. Like if I go to the internet, it's like one of the first thing that first things that pops up. I'll have to send it to At least like, once a week I get Literally. an update from Sid, like, oh watching the library cams or oh wonder if I can watch this <laughs> on the cams or anything. So she still is looking at this very frequently. <laughs> It's interesting. Like, I've never heard of a place, and I feel like more, you know, paranormal or haunted places should have this because it's super intriguing, like, that I can log into this page at any hour of the day when they have customers and guests, like, in the library or in the middle of the night and see what's going on for no reason at all. Like, Absolutely agree. And I think just it like, makes them so fun. Yeah. Like, lean really hard into it, and I love it literally just like security camera footage it's awesome i love it and also you know like if there was like a robbery or something that could take place i'm they'll have it covered yeah there's probably at least a couple other viewers out there at all times too exactly so (laughs) peyton had mentioned um so stacy had reached out to us and she wanted to kind of clarify and relay some of that information so we wanted to make sure that you guys got that information too um It was really interesting to see some of these things that, you know, we weren't able to clarify in our own research or even find. So or things that we thought were real and aren't real, which is the biggest (laughs) piece of information on here that I think we'll talk about (laughs) for me. True. Um, So we had mentioned Margaret, who was the former librarian, and she we had mentioned her the ghost like following her home um, from the library. So we got some clarification on that. And it was actually that Margaret had invited the ghosts to her home because they were doing some renovations, uh, which were taking place in the children's department. So once these renovations were done, she just basically told the ghosts, okay, you can go home now. And legit just like sent it on, sent it on its way. Which... Okay, but how badass is that, that you, one, <laughs> are comfortable with this ghost following you home, and two, like, you're just, she so, was so unthreatened, was like, okay, well, you need a place to stay, your spirit can come home with me, and then it's like, okay, you gotta go back now. Literally, you, you need a place to stay. And the ghost left. <laughs> Literally. That's so wild. Then it was like, quote, okay, you can go home now, like, get on your way. Yes, and I actually think this is way cooler than, like, just the ghost following her home. <laughs> I agree. I love this. Because it's one of those, I, you know, I would have never even thought of it, I feel like. I think that's me why either. it's so intriguing. <laughs> like, yeah, come home with me. Um, another thing that was mentioned, which I think this is uh, what Peyton was referencing, uh, that picture um, <laughs> of a dark, like, demon creature that we had. Um, we definitely had shared it, and we'll be sure to share it again. They have no clue where it came from, but it's totally a fake picture. Which... Yes, this has had me up in arms, because I was <laughs> like, I was so upset over that picture. 
This is a weird fucking picture. And they, she literally said they have no idea where it came from. It's, it's fake. They can't validate it at all. Uh, and it's creepy and demonic looking. And I'm very happy to know that it is not real. <laughs> but, I mean, if we don't know where it came from, maybe it's real. <laughs> or maybe someone, it's like a creepy pasta. Someone put it out there and it's not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of... I feel like it, it gives the creepy pasta like vibes though, based on like yes. the image itself too. So that very well could be where it came from. Agreed. That was the the biggest one for me where I was like, oh my god, it's fake. <laughs> Much more reassuring in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause it definitely wasn't like any of the other pictures that were out there. It was like way a whole Correct. another level like of paranormal activity shit. Um, another thing that she had mentioned was, and I didn't actually go and watch this, but I'm going to try. Uh, the library was featured on Ghost Hunters. Uh, they had come out and did an investigation. And it's available to watch in Season 2, Episode 17, in the second half of the episode. And this is the Ghost Hunters, I believe, that's on like Sci-Fi Channel. It's like, they also go by another name. Yeah, I haven't watched this yet either. I actually <laughs> don't watch a lot of the ghost shows usually. I do, but I always get pissed about it. Yeah, I always get like a little... <laughs> it's either like you're really mad because nothing happens or I'm like, okay, I'm sitting in a house by myself. I can't watch this anymore. So <laughs> there's no middle ground for me. So I just try to avoid it usually unless it's actually research related. <laughs> I like to hear the new stories from, like, the different ghost, you know, ghost hunter shows that are out there. But I think it would be more legit. We've we've definitely chatted about this. But I always have to make sure that I bring it up because it drives me bonkers if there were more episodes out there that, like, where stuff didn't happen. Like, it drives me insane yes. watching those episodes <laughs> and something crazy happens every fucking time. And I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like... No, come on. There's no way. How did you, you know hear if like that? you and I visit, nothing happens? No. But like and then all of a sudden these ghost hunters are there and something happens. Like nine times out of ten that when people visit any of these places, like nothing happens. And then these ghost hunters go one time and it's like, Oh my god, did you hear this little boy say that? And it's like, No, I didn't hear that. Never heard that. Not sure where he came up with that. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's so <moment>. frustrated. <laughs> Um, so one of the said ghosts is Willard's daughter, Louise. Um, the thought of why she's actually there is possibly being her not receiving any money from her father's death. In the, the email we received, she clarified and said that it wasn't just Louise, but basically the entire family had been shafted out of all this money and literally all the money got left to the library. So when Louise failed at suing the library, her and her husband ended up getting a divorce and then she eventually remarried and moved out of town. And then she died of old age and is now buried in Massachusetts, which I think is even more interesting because if she's buried in Massachusetts, but she's still, you know, spotted in this library, the fact that she like came back is pretty intriguing. I want to know how being a ghost works. Like, what are the stipulations? Can, can you haunt, like, a certain area? Can you pick? 
or is it just like something that you feel like is unfinished in your life and that's where you end up? Is it some, I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, I guess that's always like what I thought or like of what I know is like your unfinished business or like where, you know, your soul, your heart and soul is like in like these certain areas, like what you, you know, you've never solved and you, you're stressed out about your entire life. So then they go back to that. But I don't really know. Like, can you just go anywhere? Like, I just want to go hang out at this place. That's what I want to know. Like, can you just pick like people to follow or like, I don't know. I say all the time, <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of people I'll haunt if I die. <laughs> they know and they know what I'll do. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I have no idea. It's I mean, I guess there's funny. only one like, way I'm to not find saying, out. I'm just saying I'm not trying to be spiteful. I just, my sister has tortured me with years with the peanut butter jelly time song. So I told her that after, if I die before her, that every day at 3 a.m. I'm going to tell her Alexa to play peanut butter jelly time at full volume. And oh she'll my. know it's me. And she might like it at first, but then she's really going to grow to hate it. She's <laughs> not going to like that. I don't think I would ever <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like when you mention it like that, it's not funny once it starts happening. This is true. Lose but my like, shit. I don't know. Can you pick stuff like that? Can, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Cause like, what if Louise is a ghost in the library? Is it because she had unfinished business? If that's because you know a point of contention in her life and she was still so angry about it when she passed? I guess we'll never. <laughs> maybe one day I'll know, but I won't be here to talk about it. <laughs> but you, but yeah, we won't be here to explain it to you. <laughs> I don't know, though. It's it's weird because it is one of those things that it's like uh, completely unknown. And then it's like, is it, does everyone have the opportunity to be a ghost or like, is it only if you have like. Yeah. Can you pick and choose if you want to move on? Yeah. I, don't know. I think it, if I, I had a choice, like I don't happens. think I would move on right away. And I feel like that happens because then like you hear those stories about people that are like, um, I don't know, like, once their unfinished business gets, like, solved or whatever, you know, the the people are like, okay, you can go, you can go forward now, like, you can move on, and then they never see the ghost anymore, so it's like, what the hell? I don't know, that theory reminds me of Ghosts with Patrick Swayze, and... <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's real or not, but... <laughs> I just want to say that I would much prefer, like, I don't know... You think about it, they're nice ghosts. Like, you hear stories of, like, pleasant spirits. Yeah, so, I guess. I don't, I don't know how this works. <laughs> no. No, I really don't know. I don't think anyone does. No, but we'll that's also true. <laughs> that's also true. So, there have been no known sightings of the librarian Margaret's ghost within the library. Or any of her and the Lady in Grey, which is supposedly Louise, together. But they also have other spirits that are seen, including a man that they call Frank and a little boy that they call Billy. So there was, there's some additional people hanging out in the library, which we don't know how they got there either and probably never will. 
Yes. And the way it was phrased, it was like supposedly other spirits have taken residence in the library. So I don't know if those are more recent or if they have been there a while. I don't know. The wording made me feel like they were more recent, but I guess like we aren't 100% sure. Yeah. And it could be, I mean, just maybe they've been there, but nobody had seen them until recently. I don't know. All this stuff's crazy. We'll never know anything. Agreed. (laughs) In the 70s, Lorraine Warren had visited the library and had a vision. Okay. Um, So, I just want to go on a tangent because I feel like anyone listening to a true crime pod, like, true crime ghostly podcast should know who the Warrens are. But I also wanted to give some background because they fascinate me. Uh. I actually, I'm I'm very big into the the Warrens, and it's really it's just really interesting their history. But anyways, Ed and Lorraine were husband and wife, and they were paranormal investigators and authors, so specifically associated with super high profile cases like Annabelle and The Conjuring. And though both of them have both of them now have since passed. Correct, I think. Lorraine has passed now too. Uh, And and so their family still runs a museum and they have things like the Annabelle doll in this museum. Also, just on a side note, because I think this is very comical, Zach Baggins, Baggins, Zach Baggins has tried to buy items from the family and they like absolutely refuse to sell it to him for his museum well I don't even think necessarily it has anything to do with him though it's just like the whole reason why they made their museum was to keep those like haunted objects safe correct like they didn't want them to like go out and be exposed to people in unsafe ways although I do think you can visit the museum still and see those items but like you can animal is like heavily protected like I don't even know if you can get anywhere near it yeah, I think I can't remember. It's like super enclosed or something like that. Everything's in like these crazy like glass or like um contained, you know, display cases. But like they're like super thick, like you know, bulletproof glass type things. Yes. And so you normal people if you don't know who the <laughs> Warrens are, you might ask yourself like, okay, well why are they so special? Like who are they? Uh, well, Ed was a self-taught demonologist, and if you don't know, that's the study of demons or demonic belief. He's written a lot of books. He's done a lot of. He used to do a lot of seminars and lectures before he passed, and he worked and basically studied demons and ca- cases of possession and things like that. And Lorraine was a clairvoyant or medium, and so she could kind of communicate with spirits as well. So, ideally, they made a really great team. They also (laughs) made a shit ton of money off that kind of stuff. So, (laughs) double-edged sword, I think there's a lot of cool stuff, but there's also a lot of, like, not-so-cool stuff about their (laughs) cases that they covered. Um, But, yes, if you aren't sure who the Warrens are, definitely look into them because it's a fascinating Uh, journey that yeah conjuring annabelle i try to look up like other big ones i think they were involved in the amityville horror house 
They, uh, like, most haunted places, like, big name haunted places that you've heard of, they've been to at some point. Especially, like, 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's yeah. 100% the Warrens were involved. Because anytime they did, like, their seminars and stuff, like, if they, so, like, the whole reason why they went to the Willard Library, they had, like, some seminar at, like, a local college, and then they would go to these places that were, like, in the area, because they would want to, you know. Correct. Sorry, I didn't mean to, things. yeah, I didn't mean to no. interrupt and, like, steal, you know, Lorraine's experience at the library, but I do think it's important if, you know, people might listen and not know who they are. For sure, to no, absolutely. a little absolutely. background. Absolutely. Um, so when Lorraine and Ed visited the library, uh, Lorraine had had a vision and she had said that she believed the property is actually haunted and not the building itself. So that could be why our little ghost friends, Frank and Billy showed up. Um, it could be something from the property and not actually from the Willard, the library itself. Yes, and I do think in our initial episode, we talked about that potentially being a theory, because I think Mm -hmm. that was, like, a big theory, too. So, it was interesting to hear that validation, like, that is kind of what is believed. It's interesting, too, because I feel like that comes up, you know, nine out of every ten times that a place is haunted. Like, is it the building that's haunted, or is it the property that's haunted? Oh, yeah, come on, it's like poltergeist. Yes, (laughs) But, like, the the validation or, like, being able to hear, you know, like, the Warrens were there and actually, you know, that was their belief doesn't always come up. Correct. (laughs) The library is quite large. It's three floors in total. The top floor is the genealogy department. The main floor is adult services. And the basement is children's and archives. The original building was 2,100 square feet. But there was an addition that was added in 2015, making it now 2,700 square feet in total. Uh, the library had originally opened March 28, 1885, and it has been a library every day since serving the community. Um, I don't feel like we had mentioned or like had noticed like that they had that big addition that was added like in 2015 when we had done the initial case. I don't think so. So I thought that that was interesting, especially that it was, like, so recent. Like, it wasn't, you know, it was in the past, like, 10 years. It's not like it was. I know, yeah, I know we mentioned the renovation, but I don't. That it was an expansion. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, you know, that she she named off, you know, the, the top floor is this department, main floor is this, basement's this. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I know that from the ghost cams, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah because <laughs> you can like the ghost can't you know there's a the children's department and then like the adult services there's like the stairway all these different there's a, a creepy uh hallway in the basement all the different areas that you can look and all the angles uh yes well and I think we did mention you know like at least the third floor being um or the third floor, the basement <laughs> being the children's department. I think that was mentioned because obviously that's where most of the activity is, I think. Yeah, I think that that's like at least for most of the pictures that are like out there and like a lot of the stories come from like the children's department, which that would also make sense then if it's the property itself that's haunted because like the basement, like you're digging into the ground. 
Like it's literally in the ground. That's interesting. But that's all we got for the Willard Library. It was super cool to get some clarification, though, and get some more details on some of the stuff that we had talked about. We want to make sure that you guys got all that information, too. Yeah, and we definitely wanted to pass along any updates that we get because, like I said, I think a lot of misinformation is out there. And just like any podcaster in in any realm, we try to do our best, but sometimes it's hard to filter through it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not always possible, for lack of a better term. Okay, and so I mentioned I had done a couple other dives into other case updates. So I mentioned Chandra Levy and I got excited because I thought there was stuff going on. Uh, Really, I think the only thing I didn't mention was that I guess last year, I believe, there were issues. And I don't think I I brought this up in the case because I, I don't know if I ever came across this information. But The prosecutors in the case, because I recap in Chandra Levy's murder, someone had been convicted and then the case was uh, overturned. The conviction was overturned. A new trial was ordered. Um, More questions arose just, you know, a few months before the second trial. They basically dropped all charges against Ingmar was his name, first name. And... Uh, he was an illegal immigrant from El Salvador, so he had been deported back to El Salvador, never tried again, and that was in 2016. There's literally been no mention of any new uh, people of interest, no anything, no movement in the case. It basically seems like to uh, attorneys and to investigators, the case is closed and that Ingmar was guilty. And apparently last year there were allegations in a trial or last year and and this year, a trial and and hearings basically for an ethics panel on the prosecutors, the U.S. attorneys who were assisting on the case and trying Ingmar. And I guess what had happened was they (laughs) failed to disclose information. Ingmar was convicted the first time around largely based off of a confession by a former cellmate while he was being held on something else. And apparently there was a history with the cellmate of working and cooperating and trying to get reduced sentencing that would have put his validity and his everything into question. Unfortunately, it seems like Ingmar's attorneys were never notified of this and never notified of his past. Um, I never saw if they what they actually were determined, but it was last year that I, it looked like they were recommending a 90-day suspension for failure to disclose information. So I thought that was interesting to just bring up. I never saw anything else, and there's still no other information because it seems like despite all of this, like I said, prosecutors and investigators still believe that the case is closed and that Ingmar committed this. I just, I wanted to share because I never saw that information and brought it forward. And I definitely think that's an important part to bring up. Yeah, that is, that's definitely a a key piece of information. That's, that's really interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. I never, I, like I said, I couldn't find any, like what the final outcome was, but wanted to bring it up. The other big update is the Ellen Greenberg case. I know, I guess to kind of rehash the Ellen Greenberg case for anyone who didn't listen, definitely recommend going to listen. A lot of podcasts have covered this now, actually, and it's gotten a lot of like nationwide attention, which is great. Just as a reminder, the case is ruled as a suicide after Ellen, who was a Philadelphia teacher, was found in her locked apartment by her fiancé with almost no blood around her and more than 20 stab wounds in 2011. So basically, Ellen's parents have been fighting, and I think we've shared this on social media too, to overturn this ruling as a suicide. Because, I mean, let's face it, no one... Statistically, most people don't die by suicide by stabbing themselves more than 20 times. A lot of questions in the case. (laughs) Very suspicious. Again, not familiar with it. Highly recommend going back and listening to that episode where we cover it for you. And I'll actually tell you what number that is. It's actually episode 18. So we covered it quite a while ago. Highly recommend going back and listening, like I said. So the update is fresh news as of mid-July, so this month. And it's still unfolding, so hopefully there'll be more updates moving forward. Basically, after four years of the case being with the Pennsylvania Attorney General for review, they have referred the case back to the Philadelphia District Attorney to reassign to a different county (laughs) citing an accusation of a conflict of interest. Ellen's parents were not happy, obviously, with the ruling on the district attorney. They had appealed this to try and reopen the case and, like I said, redisclose this as a homicide instead of a suicide. And they had appealed to the Pennsylvania Attorney General. This case was referred to them in the first place because there's actually a conflict of interest within the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. Uh, It appears that the current district attorney out of the Philadelphia County, they previously represented the Greenbergs in looking into Ellen's case when working, when the DA was working on his own private practice. Nowadays, he is the (laughs) district attorney for Philadelphia. So, obviously, there's a conflict of interest. He already, you know, has some prejudice in this case and has worked on this case as a private attorney prior to it being reviewed by their attorney general office. Or the, yeah, attorney general office. So, he referred it to the whole state attorney general. I know this is like a huge chain of mess. And so Pennsylvania Attorney General has been reviewing it for the last four years. They actually had disclosed in January that they were going to close the case and keep it ruled as a suicide, which obviously caused a lot of uproar. However, there are new claims of, like I said, a conflict of interest. They claim that those are just false accusations, but due to appearances, they must defer the case to another district. 
Ellen's parents are kind of pissed <laughs> and rightfully so. I have a source that we'll include on here where it's like a news clip and they are video chat interviewed and, you know, make some comments and basically like, why wasn't this brought up four years ago? <laughs> you know, you've been working on this case. They've spent hours and so like an endless amount of time and energy and money into fighting and actually the exact words her mom used was trying to get justice for Ellen and clear her name because she is wrongfully being labeled as a suicide in their eyes and in in most people's eyes. (laughs) Uh, Overall, though, they are actually really hopeful that this could get them some better results since they've been very vocally not happy with the attorney general's office and how they are handling Ellen's case. Her parents are still in the process of suing the medical examiner and the medical examiner office over the ruling of suicide. Again, highly recommend going back to listen to the case because it was initially ruled as a homicide after the autopsy. It was changed to suicide and her parents disagree. Uh, That was due to the police investigation, which I think we talk about in that case, how it's so rare that you change a ruling on a medical examiner's uh, autopsy is reason of death based off of a police investigation. It's usually the other way around. And so her parents obviously, like I said, aren't very happy. They've been in the process of suing. It's actually been like over a year that this lawsuit's been underway. I read that they're still being held up with pretrial issues. Uh, and they just, like I said, want to clear Ellen's name. So hopefully... Basically, what this all means is um, they were hoping that the attorney general's office would rule, like I said, and and reopen Ellen's case. They didn't, but there's accusations of uh, conflict of interest. And so they have to basically send it back to the Philadelphia attorney uh, district attorney's office, who will then reassign it to a different county. The good news is this new county, when they take over, it'll be a new district attorney and a new medical examiner that will re-examine everything on the file and then determine their ruling and how to proceed. So hopefully (laughs) we'll have new set of fresh eyes that will move forward and reopen and reinvestigate this case. I just rambled a lot. So hopefully it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's good when they move stuff out of, like, out of counties or, like, you know, they do those change of venues um, because you can get, I think, if there's someone internally that's maybe feels some type of way about it and then they move it out and you get a fresh set of eyes or, like, someone that's, you know, actually trying to get justice and do the right thing in some of these cases, when that might not have been happening previously. Like, I feel like it's not unheard of for these things to happen where they get moved out. Yes. And honestly, it's it's really just being held up for a lot of various reasons behind the scenes, which is kind of unfair because as a normal person who has read or listened or <laughs> watched anything about this case, I feel like it's very cut and dry that this is not a suicide uh, and should have been looked into further. So I am really hopeful and really interested to see 
the last I saw, it has not been reassigned to another county yet. So who knows, you know, how long it can take to get reassigned to another county. Then they have to review everything and, and hear how they're moving forward. And I don't know what the time frame of that would look like. But <laughs> again, we're hopeful that maybe this will actually get us some answers to move forward because if this case is finally ruled as a homicide, maybe they'll actually start looking into it again. Because as of right now, it's a closed, shut and closed case for everyone. Yeah, that's very true. Without that, I mean, it's going to suck because they're definitely going to still probably have to wait a, at least a couple of years like yes. with the time frame of all that. But hopefully... And hopefully you know, there's movement in the lawsuit against the medical examiner's office at that point then. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's It's really messed up. I feel awful for her parents. And I just hope that there is some results for them. I know, obviously, the word closure isn't great. But even, like, some results, they've been fighting so hard. And honestly, props to them because I (laughs) hope and pray that if something like that happened to me that I'd have people on my side trying to fight to get the real answers. Yeah, that's very true. That's, you know, some not that's not an easy task to go out and fight for every single day for sure agreed well that is all i have really (laughs) those are the updates guys yeah those those are are the the big updates i'm sure there are more out there uh i tried to just dig into every unsolved case we've talked about so far and maybe we'll have to give updates on other episodes later on and i know I am trying to even it out and not just talk about solved cases. So I know I'm sure I'll have more updates eventually. <laughs> yes. We like uh, some true crime updates. I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah. Well, Sid, is there anything else you want to add right now? Are we doing jokes and facts? Of course we're doing jokes and facts. So we <laughs> Especially since we got a joke this week. Yes, we do have a joke this week. <laughs> uh, do you want the joke or the fact? You know the joke. We'll go fact first. Okay, so the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, had Ooh. opened a Margaritaville Casino, which I don't know where this portion exists, but I'm assuming it's like the new portion in the hotel. Um, but... It holds the record of making the largest margarita in the world. The drink was 8,500 gallons and served in a 17-foot-tall tank. It took 60 people and 300 hours to make. Oh, my God. Yes. That's insane. Yes. A tank. A yeah, I want to know where this is because we definitely just walked into the flamingo a-, a few months ago. Yeah, and I can picture it, because I know, like, where the Margaritaville is, but it says Margaritaville Casino, so, like, is there a portion of, like, a casino off of Margaritaville, or is it in, like, that new portion? Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can see it in my head. But I don't I'm know. very curious. I couldn't clarify. We'll have to go back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only solution at this point. <laughs> Every time we get new information about Vegas, we're like, oh, got to go back. <laughs> it's really all I can do. Just always planning another trip. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, hit me with a joke. 
that I All also right. kind of somehow forgot already. So yeah, <laughs> what do you get when you mix alcohol and literature? What? Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> okay, so I did forget until you said it, started <laughs> saying it, and then I remembered the answer, but it's still so funny to me. It's so funny. Uh, shout out Anya. She'll probably hear her shout out in two years when she gets to this episode. Because she's um, way behind on listening, but for anyone who wants to know, that's my 13-year-old sister that <laughs> told us that joke. <laughs> I think that's why it was even funnier for me, because she, like, texted me, and it's like, what do you get when you mix alcohol and literature? I'm like, why are you talking to me about alcohol right now? Like, what? Also, it's extra funny, because I definitely don't think she's read To Kill a Mockingbird, so... <laughs> like, yeah, probably not. still too young. They haven't required that in school yet. <laughs> that's, I don't even know if that's a requirement in school anymore. Oh, it might not be. It was when I was in school, but that was a it while was ago, when I, I guess. Was too, but I feel like now it's like, isn't that on like the banned books list and shit? Oh my god, is it? I feel like it was. I'm looking it up. Because if it is, then they're definitely not reading it anymore, which is even funnier. <laughs> oh my god, wait, there's so many banned books on this there's list that I read. It is on this list. Yeah, I thought it was. It's like, because. I so it says many books have been forbidden forbidden in America's public school systems at one time or another. So it doesn't show if they're currently, but I've actually read a lot. Of these books. I think though that once they go on that list, like they're not, they don't come back. Like I've like definitely once, read like three once or you're four told that it was a banned book, school. they don't let you read it anymore. Yeah, I had read a bunch too, but now I had read an article. Like the Great Gatsby's like, on this. Oh, I believe it. The I think within the, they just don't want people to read. Within the past like two or I mean, three Harry years, Potter's though, definitely on this list. So, well, that's a given though. But within the past like two or three years, I had read something about like the banned books and that they were like being more strict and like. It was more like textbook reads in schools nowadays, more than like, oh, you're going to read this book in your English class, and then you're going to, you know, write about it. Like, they're literally reading, like, these textbook made-up novels or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, It's though. banned. It's on the band. Um, the hands, Handmaid's Tale is on the band list. 1984 is, is on the band list. Everything is on the band Stop. list. Okay? 1984 is on the band list. Everything is on the band list. Oh, my God. I hate it here. I'm so stressed right now. This is why we can't have nice things, okay? There are so banning. many books on here that I where the sidewalk ends. It's literally everything. Catch like, in the Rye. Think of any book, <laughs> any book you ever read, it's probably banned. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451. How ironic that Fahrenheit 451 is on the banned books list when that's a whole novel that talks about how books are banned and they have to hide <laughs> <laughs> um, That's it's a weird. It's, it's a loophole, man. It's a loophole. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole now, so thanks a lot, and I'm going to be purchasing every book that I don't already <laughs> own. Some of these I already own. <laughs> Get them while you can, man. Get them while I you can. I like, only in the last five years re-read, re-read 1984 for fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a book I would reread for fun, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was, it was wild to reread it as an adult. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think that would be that. I don't think that'd be one I would do. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry, everyone, for this tangent. I'm really mind blown right now, and I'm gonna be digging myself into a hole for the rest of the day about this. So, <laughs> her Amazon packages are gonna be coming in hot this week. This is very true. I bet. I, I wonder if I can get some of these on a Kindle. Oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> Save me some money. <laughs> as long as it's not a public school Kindle, you'll be all right. This is true. <laughs> well, folks, that is all I have. Uh, I guess you can find us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequila Podcast. Also, feel free to message us there about any updates. Like I said, we love updates. If you are personally related to a case, and, you know, there were some misinformation, please direct us in the right place. We want to update everyone. Or if you have your own personal, like, ghost stories or true crime stories you want to share and you want to get out there, please feel free to reach out to us. Yes. You can also find us on Instagram at just tacos and tequila. And you can message us on there and do all the same things. We also have a website, tacos and tequila podcast. Dot com also has links to all our episodes on Spotify and all our sources. So we do heavily research each case. And so you can find any sources. I know for this in particular, uh, Stacy had messaged us. Thank you for providing sources because some of the misinformation we had, she was reaching out to those sources that had the incorrect information so they can correct it as well. Yes. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, make sure you leave a rating and review to help us get noticed. Um, It's cool to see what you guys like. And it's just kind of cool to read them. Yes. And then the last thing, uh, our email where you can reach us, tacosandtequila at gmail.com. Feel free to message us <laughs> there as well. Uh, I have, like I said, been staying on top of the emails so we can, you know, see any updates, any suggestions, anything like that when you reach out to us right away. Yes. Send us all the things. And I think that's it. So I think if you have nothing else said, we will talk to everyone next week then. Yep. Bye. Bye.